We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Blue Wire. What is up, Nets fans? Welcome to the Brooklyn Buzz. I'm Nick Faye. With me, as always, Jack Manuel. And Jack, we are talking about a Nets win over the Blazers, 111-97. How are we feeling? Ten wins, baby. Ten wins. Start the homestand with a win. You know, seven-game homestand. You want to see the Nets hopefully walk away with a minimum of five wins, potentially, you know, maybe even more, you know, get up in those standings. Like you said, Jack, currently 10 and 11, you know, still in that play in spot, but we'll see if they can jump up and, you know, start to make some progress. We see good habits, but then it seems like the next game we start to see bad habits. So we, we need to see that consistency over this next stretch. Yeah. Especially the last game, which I recapped against the Pacers, you know, inconsistencies plague this Nets team from being a great team. And we saw tonight, you know, some pretty decent stretches. I think, more extended periods of quality basketball, especially offensively. Things are starting to click. It, it really looks like some of the lineups are looking a little bit better. Some of the combinations are looking a little bit better. Our stars are starting to play well. Some of the role players, you know, it's sort of, you know, hit and miss. But with guys coming back and you to what's Narbe and TJ Warren, who's set to make his debut as a Brooklyn Net, which is very exciting news. It, it bodes well for the Nets, but at the same time, you can't have high expectations on an inconsistent team despite their talent because they've proven time and time again that they can let you down. But their best is certainly more than capable. Yeah, I think the thing that's most frustrating with the Nets is they're not controlling the controllables. You know, they're not putting in the extra effort defensively. They're not rebounding consistently. The communication is, you know, been issues, the physicality, the aggression. That's where it's really been inconsistent. You know, the offense is always going to come and go. We know how talented this team is. You know, you look at a guy like Seth Curry coming off the bench tonight and dropping 29 points on 11 of 15 and 7 of 10 from three. You know, how many teams in the league have a guy that can do that off the bench and a guy who's now he's done it more than once this season in terms of getting the Nets a victory and coming up big in the fourth quarter. Even he has been somewhat inconsistent as well. I think that you know, we heard from Jacques Vaughn as well. Is he going to play the back to the, the next game coming up in, in the next couple of days? You know, it's because there's guys like him, like Joe Harris that are coming back what's an Arbe, you know, all these guys that are working their way back from injury. Ben Simmons, who seems to continue to play well, despite the fact that he only scored two points tonight. We'll get to that in a little bit. But yes, Seth being plus 14 on the night, he was our second best player and Kevin Rant was plus 21. Sometimes the plus minus actually reflects the eye test and tonight it really did for me. 
Yeah, 100% agree. I think obviously KD was number one. And then Seth, just even when he came in the game and like early in the first quarter, you know, knocked down, I think, two threes and just gave them a little bit of boost and gave, you know, that offense something. And just he has a nice chemistry with Kevin Durant. I think that's something that's kind of underrated. And Seth mentioned, you know, in his postgame um, interview that his legs are starting to get there. You know, he had his first layup of the season. He mentioned, you know, getting in the paint a little bit more. And I thought even defensively and like hustle wise, he stepped up a little bit in this game. And I think at times that can be an issue with him just because he's like one of the smaller guys doesn't always want to do the dirty work. But I think it's important for specifically the role players in this team to step up in that department. Obviously, you know, you want KD and Kyrie to do some of that dirty work sometimes, but you understand, you know, it pains us to see Durant on the floor. You know, that's not something we want to consistently see. But the other guys, that's something that, you know, that's expected from you in your role. Yeah, he had a steal tonight, and that steal for me, I'm pretty sure wasn't the occasion where he sort of stripped Nurkic down low, who, you know, had his way at times, but I think the Nets did a decent enough job of him of of just throwing a couple extra bodies here and there, making it a bit more, uh, a bit tougher. You know, I'm not going to get like the ball. Yeah, and, and I think Clax did a good job of that. Kyrie, Ben, all those sort of guys, at least were doing that. And yeah, he got a couple of uh, nice little post moves. But overall, I think that they did a pretty decent job because, you know, normally the centers are going like eight to 10 from the field. You know, when you're Nick Claxton and, and somewhat leading the the league in three point, per, not three point, two point percentage and, and field goal percentage, he's always going to do that. But Nurkic was six to 12 from the field, you know, and for a big yeah. guy, you expect that to be 60% plus at a minimum. So I think they did a good job of that. You know, Claxton continued to do his work. And despite the fact that sometimes Kevin Durant got a little bit frustrated with it, I think we go to Kevin Durant Nick, because some people have complained in the past that we haven't got to Kevin Durant quick enough on the mm-hmm. podcast. We should get to him right now. 37 minutes, 12 or 20 from the field, three or six from three. Hallelujah. The three ball starting to fall four or four from the free throw line could have easily been a little bit more of that as it is every freaking game, five boards, five assists, and only the one turnover and plus 29 plus 21 for 31 points tonight. Kevin Durant was, he was so impactful on this game. Yeah, he was awesome. I mean, it, he just looked really comfortable scoring on everybody in Portland. Portland made a couple mistakes defensively and giving him open threes. I think you saw him cut probably more open threes in this game than he has, you know, a majority of the season. We saw him hit probably one of his favorite types of three. Our favorite types of three for him is that trailing three in transition. And defensively, you know, he was active as well. The efficiency is beautiful at 60%. You know, you just really can't have a complaint. And I think this was a game watching it, especially in the first half, where the on-off for KD was drastic. Like, you could really feel the difference when he was on the court and when he was off the court. And a lot of that was just because he was just kind of instant offense against his team. Yeah, I think that, and also because the times where they did double him, there was some swing-swing action and making the passes to like an open Kyrie corner three or an open Seth corner three. And sometimes that happened against the Blazers as well for Jeremy Grant, who's been incredible. And And that was kind of Katie's fault on a couple of those occasions. And some was Cam Thomas. There was a a lot of, you know, miscommunication on on the switching, which is just frustrating to no end. But to to get to the good stuff with Kevin Durant, I, I think two of his assisted threes tonight were from Kyrie Irving and mm-hmm. a part of me just wonders I'm like if if Kyrie's like passing to him does he like in the back of his head or does he shoot that ball a little bit smoother I don't know it's just a, a little tangible thing that I or intangible thing sorry that I saw tonight that I'm like I oh, hit that one like Kyrie the sort of like bounce out uh, bounce back pass to him which I'm sorry he's gonna hit this one like because he's been like 
oddly off on, on a lot of his open threes this season. And yes, I think it is right to say that he hasn't had a heap of open ones, but I think the open ones that he has had, you know, he's missed a, a lot of them. A lot of them have been short, but it was good to see him hit that, that tonight. And, and his playmaking continues to be really positive. You know, he's, I think the easy summation is that he's just six foot 10, six foot 11 and can make the right pass, you know, and guys are cutting and guys are in the right spots, you know, in earlier points of the season where Katie has the ball in his hands and, you know, he was saying like, I got five guys on me. What do you expect me to do? Now the guys are in the right spot. Now the guys are developing a bit more chemistry. The offense is looking pretty positive. And I think a lot of that goes to the players. A lot of that goes to the coaching staff. And a lot of that goes to Kevin Durant because Kevin Durant is one of the best offensive players we have ever seen. And we are lucky to watch him do his thing. You know, he's doing it as a passer. He's doing it as a playmaker. He's doing it as an individual offense unto himself. Yeah, I think, Jack, you made a great point. Uh, KD did a nice job of reading the Blazers' defense tonight, and also guys did a great job of finding those spots. So, yeah, maybe they weren't getting the open shot, but they were getting it to the next guy, like you mentioned, swinging the ball and just really working effectively. And I think it also helps is when they have a specific like mindset and role of what they're doing for the game. Like, we're running the offense through Kevin Durant, and we're going to play off of that. And then I think it's easy for guys to react and understand what they're going to do, rather than when there's a little bit of confusion where, you know, it's a lot of Ben, you know, being centric of the offense, or Kyrie at times, where now it's like, this is KD's team, we're going to run the offense for him, and that's going to allow other guys to excel and find their role comfortably throughout the season. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Nick, what did you think of Ben Simmons tonight? Because I think the stat line, it looks good at points, and then it's just like, wait, only two points? One or three from the field. Did have 12 rebounds, eight assists, and three steals, and the two turnovers. One of them, you know, he got back and he sort of redeemed himself a little bit there. But for a game where he only had took three shots and had two points, I still thought Ben Simmons had a, an impact, especially on the, on the defensive end, uh, on Anthony Simons and some of their offensive players. I still think he was pretty positive. And the fact that he got 12 boards, I harp on rebounding so much. I sound like... Trey Kirby from the No Dunks podcast about just boards and Kawhi Leonard, board man gets paid. It's just an indicator to me of efforts. It's yep. an indicator to me of desire to have the ball, get the ball. And he still pushes the ball with pace. And you mentioned um, Kevin Durant's uh, chemistry with, with Seth Curry. I think Ben Simmons and Seth Curry have a, a tangible yep. chemistry that has gone back to the Philadelphia days. I remember before Ben Simmons even put on a Nets uniform that the numbers of those two out on the floor are astronomical. And I still see that. I still see that. And it's because Ben Simmons 
He's still he's, he remained aggressive tonight. He was getting to the hole, but this time he wasn't getting as many open looks. He wasn't, you know, they were sort of like collapsing on him, which allowed him to get those eight assists. You know, he was kicking out to open guys. He was still, I think, offensively, more so defensively, but still a net positive on the night, despite the fact the plus minus was minus one for him uh, to go with all the rest of the statistical indicators. Yeah, and I think that minus one is really from that second quarter lineup of Kyrie, Seth, Joe Harris, Royce O'Neal, and Ben Simmons. And that lineup wasn't successful in the second quarter, but we saw that lineup again early in the fourth, and they did a really nice job. But like you said, I don't think Ben was great tonight, but he was still a positive player out there, especially for what he did defensively and creating offensively. And I think also some credit to the Blazers. Did a great job of just being like, all right, you guys are putting Ben Simmons and Nick Claxton on the floor. We're just going to kind of put a wall up in the paint and you guys are probably not going to be able to get past, you know, Nurkic and Grant or wherever's down there at that time. So I think Ben also, he didn't look quite maybe as springy in this game. So, you know, early start, you know, maybe that had a little bit to do with it. But like you said, defensively on the boards and really pushing the pace. I think that's the thing that always sticks out for him when he's just pushing the ball down the court, either dribbling or just kind of, you know, those outlet passes really trying to get guys open threes or just kind of not allowing the Blazers defense to get set up. So overall, you know, these were games that we probably would have even liked to see when he was struggling early in the season where he wasn't scoring. He still was able to do positive things. Yeah, I think this was a a game where... Ben might not have, might have been average or just above average or just below average, depending on you know how how you view the, the performance, your expectations, your general viewpoint on what you want from Ben Simmons. But for me as well, the the steals, the three steals tonight, Nick, yep. he should be and has been a league leader in that department. He should be getting two or more of those tonight. And the fact that he's still doing things outside of scoring. Because Kevin Durant was great uh, as a scorer, Seth Curry was great as as a scorer, and even you know I think Ben uh, Ben Kyrie Simmons was pretty to good his, too. Kyrie was great as a scorer tonight, and Ben Simmons posted on his uh, his Instagram you know some Seth Curry sort of stuff. So those guys clearly he he doesn't need to be you know get twenty points, get fifteen points. Yes, you know you want him to have some decent shot attempts, but I think this is where you go. People on stat views or the Nets parody accounts or whatever will be like, oh, you only had two points. Watch the game. You'll see what Ben does. Yeah, I think he was able to still contribute without scoring the basketball, which is something you've known about Ben Simmons. Obviously, I think you still like to see, you know, at least five field goals. I think at minimum, probably seven to ten would be better. But there weren't a ton of opportunities. And then at the point where there were, it felt like he wasn't in that scoring mindset. He was more of trying to push the ball and set up some of these passers. And also the Nets were playing some really space lineups at times too, with him. Like I mentioned, they played that Kyrie, Seth, Joe Harris, Royce O'Neal, you know, if Joe is hitting his three at a good rate. That's one of the best spacing lineups you'll see probably in the NBA and allowing him to really just push the ball to guys and give them open shots. But like you said, defensively, he's getting a lot more comfortable poking at the ball too. You know, he had three steals, but he also had a couple deflections in there and just disrupting the other team's offense, which is crucial because the Nets don't necessarily have a ton of guys that do that. No, and he only had the two fouls tonight. He's he's gotten in foul trouble a little bit, you know, of late, and especially at the start of the year. But to only have the two fouls and still impact defensively, only have the two turnovers. I think the Nets overall did a really good job of taking care of the ball. Seven turnovers as a team. That's something that really stuck out. And they had seven in, in the fourth quarter against the Pacers, right? Like or more. Yeah, yeah. In in, in games where the Nets are playing poorly. 
Yeah, and because despite the fact that they had seven turnovers, they still had 27 assists on 41 made field goals. Yep. You know, the, the starters especially, you know, really shared that ball. Even Clark's chipping in with a, a couple of dimes. But Kyrie had six himself, Nick. He was 8-17 from the field, 4-10 from three, 2-3 from the free throw line, six assists, five boards. Uh, he was awesome. Before I forget it, uh, it was it's in my head and, and I don't want to forget it. The Kevin Durant play, I am getting beyond frustrated i'm getting irate at the way the officials officiate kevin wayne durant he can't get shoved to the freaking floor like a rag doll by yusuf nurkic and not get a call there is a reason he is leading the league in technical fouls this year because there is blatant buffoonery from the officials it's absolute goddamn bullcrap nick uh, end rant. We can go to Kyrie Irving. You can chip into some with some Katie stuff. But I didn't want to forget that. I had to get it in there because I put it on the timeline and I need to bring it to the pot as well. Yeah, I think there's uh, definitely a high level of frustration, especially when the Nets get called for ticky-tack fouls and KD is getting, you know, shoved in that specific play, but consistently off ball. You know, there's just a lot of plays where he's getting shoved, getting elbows, and they're just kind of letting it go. And I understand you're not going to call a foul every play, but you have to set the tone to some extent, especially for one of the greatest players in the league currently. Like, he's still a top three, top five guy and a superstar that people pay to watch. Protect Kevin Durant. Agreed. And moving to Kyrie, like you said, Jack, you know, I thought he starts to find his groove a little bit more in that second half, fitting into his role. But I also want to give him credit because I thought defensively on ball, he was really locked in in this game, had a couple deflections, got switched on to Jeremy Grant a couple times, did a nice job there. Overall, he's, I think, starting to find his groove a little bit. You know, it's easy to forget he did miss, you know, like two weeks or more. And he wasn't necessarily playing basketball. He wasn't at the practice facility. So seeing him kind of find his role with this offense and kind of get back in the groove is important because they need him to probably be a little bit more at times. I think I looked at that second quarter where I was complaining about that lineup. That's a lineup where, hey, the, the offense isn't working. Hey, Kyrie, go get us a couple buckets or get to the free throw line and kind of slow things down and let us set up. Yeah, that's when Kyrie's looked really good. And he did at points tonight get to the free throw line, be aggressive, get some and one plays. And The drive so he, on Josh Hart on baseline was just like vintage Kyrie. And that's the stuff you love to see. Yeah, I think he's, uh, as you alluded to, Nick, getting a, a better balance to his game in terms of the impact he's having you know, on the game overall. You know, I think he's, this is the sort of, you know, when you have Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, you know, those are four impactful offensive players. Nick Claxton in, in the dunker spot and, and pushing in transition in, in the pick and roll, becoming a better screener. You know, the net and, you know, Joe Harris, if he ever hits a three again, he hit one tonight. But And that one was pretty positive. But in, in saying that, this is like what a lot of people have sort of been saying. Can Kyrie Irving fit in the offense? Come on. Like, this is Kyrie Irving we're talking about. And yes, all the, the extra stuff can uh, leave a lot to be desired. But he is an immensely talented NBA player. And the fact that he can curb out some of the the bad shot making the bad decision making the bad gambling that's when the nets are going to be you know a more complete performance because he can be a 2a ben simmons can be a 2a kevin Durant's you know you sort of your number one but you know 31 for for kd 22 for Kyrie, and 29 for, for seth curry you know and, and you chip in with another 12 for, for nick claxton you know it's a pretty sort of balance what you sort of want from those guys and you throw in a tj warren coming back you know I'm, I'm continuing to get excited about that yuta watanabe is going to have 30 points tonight on like <laughs> 10 of 10 of 10 from three i can't wait for that for utah the shooter to get back but in saying that i'm I really on utah i think the nets actually like really miss him and like he's not this 
this like star player or anything, but yes, he's he a is. star. Yes, he's a yes, star he in is. his role. He's a star in his role. And I think it's also the Nets just miss positionally that type a big of player. Guy. Yeah, a big away. He, yeah. He's just so versatile. And then the option is kind of swapping him in with, you know, a six six Joe Harris or a six two Seth Curry, where that's a pretty drastic difference. And you've seen the Nets have to play a lot of smaller lineups with him being out. So I'm excited for him to come back. And like you said, TJ, I'm really excited to two wing him. guys now. We're talking about yeah. two wing guys now. The Nets actually gonna have some wings. And TJ's got like a little bit more girth than some of the other guys on the team. He's got a little bit of strength to his game, and I think that's gonna be important. And he's another one of these like scorer types where yeah, he's not gonna drop twenty every night, but he could easily have a 29 point game like Seth Curry. And that becomes a luxury where, oh yeah, maybe, you know, Kyrie or Katie aren't shooting well. Well, we can bring a guy off the bench that can drop 20. We can bring two guys off the bench that can drop 20. And if Joe Harris ever starts to look like himself, he would be another guy that could contribute in a big way. But who really knows with Joe at this point? It definitely seems like a physical and a mental thing. Yeah, the shots that he does, like the once he hit that first one on the and one play, and and all the teammates around him really got around him, which was 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 cool to see. He he had one that was in and out. And I'm like, okay, yeah. he's Those his legs are mind. there. Yeah, yeah, and I, I'm just like, that was he could have easily been two of six from three, you know. And again, that's not good for for Joe Harris. I put out a stat where it's just like, you know, thirty percent of the games across the the season in 2021, he had, was below forty percent, and he's already like fifty percent of his games below forty percent. Uh, he's thirty three percent, I think, something like that on the season. So, you know, he's supposed to be an elite three point shooter. I've said plenty about him on the previous pod, but all of the other shots tonight, other the other four three point shots that he did take were short. They were yep. short. And to me, that just shows a lack of rhythm, a lack of confidence in his own body, a lack of confidence in the ankles, whatever it is. But seems a little Joe's... rush on some of them too, where he does have a quick release, but like, it was just like, it was almost like he wasn't really like lining himself up for the rim. It was like before he even released the ball, it kind of felt like it was going to be a miss. Yeah. Until he starts to hit the three ball and starts to get back, you know, he was eh, defensively three fouls. So, again, I'm I'm not loving what Joe's doing defensively. I thought he was past. better in the fourth quarter than he was majority of the game, but I think the team overall kind of turned up in the fourth. Yeah. 27 to 17 in that, in that fourth period, which was really positive to see to sort of close the game out like a good team does. But yeah, Joe, look, until he starts to provide some semblance of a positive on the floor, then there are going to be lots and lots and lots of trade proposals and trade machines from Nets Twitter. Yeah, and there would be too if he was playing well, just because of his contract and just the Nets needing to, you know, clear upgrades to the roster, be it, you know, a, bit, a better wing or obviously some type of true big man, a stretch five. So we'll see what happens with Joe. It'd be ideal if he could kind of start cooking or just even shoot, you know, his career averages. But it's really hard to predict, you know, Seth Curry kind of talked about a little bit in his post-game interview, you know, the, the only thing he really say to Joe is just keep putting in the work in and, you know, it, it'll pay off and hopefully he gets back to being the shooter that we know he can be. I'll just drop a couple more notes with Jack departing real quick. Um, just we got Cam Thomas, who played a couple minutes in this game, defensively was really, really poor. And that's something that's disappointing when someone's asking for minutes and they come in and they don't show effort. And then Nick Claxton kind of did his thing. He's obviously going to have some issues offensively playing against a big guy like Nurk, but he fought his way in there and found a way to get a couple offensive boards. So overall, you know, happy with the way Nick, the team... Can you tell us a bit about way. the Kevin Durant play where Clax got the dunk <laughs> and it's just... 
yeah, Clax got the dunk and then he was doing a little bit of extra on the rim, got his leg caught on Eubanks. And it's just like, Clax, you had a bad play against the Pacers that ended up being a flagrant that took the momentum away for the Nets potentially winning that game. And you do have a tendency to kind of lay back sometimes instead of hustling back to get get you know get back on the defensive end and the nets need him with his size especially in certain lineups so there's a level of frustration where he kind of i don't want to say showboats but is too enthusiastic after plays don't mind the enthusiasm but just tempered somewhat clocks you know just, just do it a after bit. you get get back on defense you know dan do it on the time clap. Yeah, yeah exactly but jack always a pleasure big thanks everybody for listening check the buzz on all streaming platforms